Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 121 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about a number of different things that's really going to appeal to a lot of you, I think. A little bit of something for everyone, and I'm going to talk a little bit about themes, I'm going to talk a little bit about some tools, and I'm also going to tell you a story about how my podcast got pulled from the iTunes store. So I'm going to tell you all about that, how to avoid that if you're thinking about starting a podcast. I'll give you all the details on exactly what happened. And something I just thought about last second here, I'm going to talk a little bit about the magic of tidying up. You've probably heard of Marie Kondo and seen the TV shows about the joys of tidying up and kind of minimalizing and just decluttering and things like that. We'll talk about that when it comes to your online footprint, your digital footprint, and some of the benefits of doing so. And in addition, we're going to talk a little bit about WordPress 5.1 and what that means. It's a new update that was just released in this last week. And I dug a little bit into the release notes just to see what it was bringing and there is a concern for a lot of you out there. It may cause some issues. So I'm going to tell you all about that today. So a little bit of something for everyone. This episode was a couple of days late. I did commit that I was trying to do one episode per month and this is a couple days into March. But what I was thinking about when it was approaching the end of February and with only 28 days in February, some of the things I'm going to talk about today got in the way of me putting out an episode. And also I didn't have all the ideas for the different things I wanted to talk about. So I didn't want to force an episode and miss out on some things that I wanted to talk about. And I didn't really have everything in my mind that I wanted to get out to you guys today. So I think it's going to be a much better episode that I waited a few days and the bottom line is I'm not going to force it. If I don't have an episode ready and it's approaching the end of the month, but I know I'm going to get one out in the next couple of days, I'm not going to push it. So I'm still committing that you guys are going to get regular updated episodes, hopefully around once per month, maybe more if I have different ideas or different important things that I come across. And also there might be other content put out in between those episodes. So over the last week and a half or so, I did a brand new post that I'm going to talk a little bit about today. And I also updated one of my older posts that needed to get some updated information out there. So the bottom line is I will be putting out additional new content so you can look forward to that on a regular basis. And after I get into today's topics, you'll see what's been going on behind the scenes and some really cool things to check out going forward. So with that, let's just get right into the content and get started today. And I want to start out today with that quick story. And what happened was about two weeks ago, I received an email from Apple Podcasts. So the email was from Apple and it said, your podcast has been rejected due to spam or irrelevant content. So you can imagine my surprise after I've been podcasting for over four years now that my podcast was being rejected was quite a surprise. So I did not know how to react. My initial reaction was like, how can you reject my podcast? I've been publishing consistently for four years. And what are you talking about when it comes to spam or irrelevant content? I don't have irrelevant content. I don't spam. I, you know, this is something that was completely unexpected to me. And uh, obviously, I didn't know how to react at first. I'm like, what exactly does this mean? You're rejecting my podcast. Is it gone from the internet completely? Are my last four years of efforts completely gone from the internet and nobody can consume my podcast anymore? What exactly does that mean. So after the initial shock of about 15 minutes of saying, how the heck can they do this? 
I did some searches and tried some different things and it wasn't exactly clear what that meant initially. So on the Apple, when I logged into the Apple Podcast website, which is something that I hadn't actually logged into before, it didn't give a whole lot of information. It said, if you're unsure why you got this, you can contact us for further information. But my history contacting Apple in the past, you usually don't receive something back right away. So I'm like, well, I want to do whatever I can to get my podcast back out there and I need to figure out what exactly this means. So I went to my podcast player on my phone and looked for my podcast and it was out there. I'm subscribed to my own podcast. So I'm already subscribed. It's right there in my list of different podcasts. So I looked, scrolled through the episodes and I'm like, okay, my podcast is still here, still accessible. I can see all the episodes. So the initial panic sort of slowed a little bit, but I was still obviously concerned because I didn't know exactly what this meant. So I did a bunch of searches, and then recently I found there's a lot more articles since September of 2018. Several main websites of podcast directories, so Libsyn and other sites like that, had posted information about people's podcasts getting pulled from iTunes. So apparently this has been happening more and more into a lot of different people out there. And the issue is having keywords in your podcast title or author fields. And that's absolutely 100% what the issue was in my case. So if I looked at my podcast player, if I pull it up right now and I'm looking at it as we're sitting here, I can see like Pat Flynn's podcast, Mark Mason, Cliff Ravenscraft, and folks like that that I follow in the internet marketing space. So I'll just read one or two of them off to show you exactly what I'm talking about. For instance, I'll pick on Mark Mason. It says, Late Night Internet Marketing with Mark Mason. That's the title, but in addition, in the title field, it says affiliate marketing and dot, dot, dot. So there's all sorts of other keywords in there. And for his author field, it says Mark Mason, Entrepreneur Online Business Coach. So all that seems legit, seems relevant. It's not trying to spam anything, but that is absolutely what they're cracking down on. So for instance, the Pro Blogger podcast, it says blog tips to help you make money blogging. And that's in his title. And then in the author field, it says Darren Rose, blogger, speaker, author, online entrepreneur. Those are the things they're cracking down on. So for instance, Pat Flynn's just says a smart passive income online business and blogging podcast and just his name, Pat Flynn. And in contrast, the Dave Ramsey show, it says the title of the podcast is The Dave Ramsey Show and the author is Ramsey Solutions. That's it. It's very clean. There are no extra keywords or anything extraneous on there. So that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make the listings much cleaner and have only the name of your podcast. So in my case, the Niche Site Tools podcast and then your name underneath it. That's it. That's all they want to see. So looking at these listings right now, this is something that when I created the podcast four or five years ago, this was a common practice and it wasn't anything to spam people, but it was an effort to show up more. So if somebody's looking for affiliate marketing or something like that, if you have those keywords in your title or potentially in your author fields, you're more likely to show up in people's searches for those things. And really, since everybody was doing it, it seemed like an established practice. It seemed like an agreed upon practice that was something Something you could do and if you didn't do that you were doing a disservice to yourself because you weren't potentially showing up in searches for different terms that are in your podcast. So if you didn't add those keywords, you could be missing out on getting additional people into your audience. So it was established practice. It wasn't really trying to game the system. It was really what everybody was doing. So it, it that's just the way it was. And I hadn't thought anything about it. And I hadn't changed it in the four or five years that I've been doing this. So it's always been the same. 
But that was the reason they pulled the podcast. And what exactly happened to the podcast was it was removed from the iTunes search. So if somebody went to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, which I think they're now calling it, and searched for the Niche Site Tools podcast, you would not find it. Any existing subscribers, so all you guys out there listening that are already subscribed to the podcast would not have noticed anything. It would have still showed up in your listing. Any new episodes that came out, you would have seen them. So for the most part, nobody noticed what happened. But this was a whole week and a half effort for me to fix that and to get my podcast relisted in the Apple iTunes store. So what exactly did I have to do? In the PowerPress plugin, which is what I utilize for putting the podcast episodes in the various posts, in there, in the actual settings of the PowerPress plugin, you can change the title of your podcast. So I changed it from the Niche Site Tools podcast with, you know, keywords related to affiliate marketing, whatever else was in there. I just changed that in the one spot, Niche Site Tools podcast. Super easy to change, no big deal. Change it in one spot, and there's also an author field in there, so I changed that to just my name as well. Hit save, and then responded back to the email and said, I fixed my podcast. I think I'm good to go. Please let me know if I need to do anything else. So luckily, it does say they will respond within 24 hours, so that was good. They did respond within 24 hours, saying they were looking at it. They'll get back to me as soon as they can. And within another day or so, they got back to me and said, I do see where you made those changes. Thanks for doing that. However, your author field for every one of your individual podcast episodes still has keywords in there. So I was like, okay, let me go back. I'll take a look. And then sure enough, every single post that I've done that contains a podcast episode in the settings for that podcast episode on those individual posts I had the keywords in there along with my name. So needless to say, I did contact the PowerPress plugin folks and said, hey, is there any way you can edit this author field one time in one place and have it override anything in your individual posts? They said, unfortunately, no. You have to go and edit each individual post where you change that author field. So I had to go in there and change that to just my name for over 120 posts. And it doesn't seem like a ton, but it did take me several days to get that going. And then your podcast feed takes maybe a couple hours to update. So that did take me over a week of updating those individual posts and going back and forth with the folks at Apple to get things back to what they wanted. And luckily, after I cleaned all that up, but once I did do that, they took about 24 hours to review things. And then they said, everything is good. Everything looks good. Everything is back in the iTunes store. And all of my existing reviews were back and all that was good. So luckily I did not lose anything and I did specifically ask them to reinstate any reviews that I had. I saw several folks out there whose podcast did get pulled and when they got added back, they lost all the reviews and it was really difficult to try to get those back. So I did specifically mention that. So if you do have a podcast or you're thinking about creating one, make sure in the podcast title that you just have the name of the podcast. So in my case, Niche Site Tools Podcast, or if you are the Joe Rogan Show, make sure it's just the Joe Rogan Show. And then if you have authors other than yourself or you have a co-host, you can put your name, your co-host name, leave it at that. Don't put any other extra keywords in there because if you do, they're likely going to find you and make you fix that. And that all happened right towards the end of February. So that absolutely did hamper my efforts to get out a podcast episode because of course it was unexpected that my podcast 
podcast would be pulled after this many years, just all of a sudden like that, it would be pulled from search results in iTunes. So once that happened, that was priority one to get that up and running. So everything is good now. And a couple added bonuses is that I was thinking initially that it might be that it took my podcast feed a couple seconds to load. So there's a couple of different tools that Apple provides you to take a look at your podcast feed and it will tell you if there are any issues to address. So one of them was that it took a couple of seconds for the podcast feed to load. And I found out that the folks at PowerPress have a feature called Podcast Mirror where they will take your podcast feed and basically speed it up. So you give them your existing podcast feed. They'll give you back a mirror feed, just a different URL that you can provide when you register your podcast with sites like iTunes and the other podcast directories. And it went from taking several seconds to load to 0.2 seconds. So that was an added bonus. So now if you go to check out the show, if you're subscribed, please do subscribe in your favorite podcast player. And then you will see the episodes there. They should load much quicker and that feed will help speed things up. So that was an added bonus. And in addition, in some of the posts I had come across where I was trying to figure out what the issue was, I found some information on getting the podcast added to Spotify. And I thought that might have been an automatic type thing using PowerPress, but it was not. I noticed my podcast is not in Spotify, but it is now. So that was really quick and easy to do. So if you do have a podcast, you're thinking about creating one, make sure you do put it in, obviously, the iTunes or Apple Podcast Store. That's where most of the traffic comes from. But other locations like Spotify are great places to get some additional people looking at your podcast, potentially. And they are quickly gaining share. So I was excited to see that. So if you are a Spotify user, you can check out the Niche Site Tools podcast right there as well. And you can listen to that alongside your music or whatever else you're listening to through Spotify. So as the phrase goes, when you're given lemons, make lemonade. So I always like to turn a negative into a positive if possible. So that's the added bonuses. The podcast feed is much quicker now and we're in Spotify as well. So had it not been for this uh, podcast getting rejected, all that might not have happened. So it, in the end, was a positive thing. And I do like how different podcasts are getting more cleaner in the listing. So it definitely cleans up your podcast feed. And the more that they do crack down on this, the cleaner it will be, which kind of goes into the whole tidying up idea. So let's talk about that really quick. So most likely you've heard about Marie Kondo and her book about life-changing magic of tidying up. And it was a Netflix show that came out recently that was talking about this and she went into people's houses and helped them clean up. And the whole idea is that you only keep things that give you joy. So if you have a closet full of clothes that you hardly ever wear, get rid of all the things that you don't wear or things that no longer bring you joy and then you will be better off for it. This was all the rage with New Year's resolutions and my sisters and my wife got involved in that and checked out some of the shows on Netflix. And they all immediately started to tackle their closets and I saw pictures of all their clothes on their bed going through them and donating what they no longer use or what did not, in quotes, bring them joy anymore. And the closet was a lot cleaner after and she went through my clothes as well and cleaned up my side of the closet so it was all good. And you'll be surprised, it really does help because the less things you have in there, the less choices you have to make. So if you go into your closet in the morning, you're trying to figure out what to wear to work or if you're going somewhere and you have 
200 different things in there to choose from, most of which you never wear. If you can narrow that down to 10 or 20 different things, you have less choices to make. So there's a lot of benefits of doing so. And when it comes to your websites and things like that, it also can have an added benefit of it can speed up your websites if you have less things to deal with, if you have less buttons to push, if you can just make it easier to put your content out, you can get out more content. So there's benefits of doing this digitally also. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on today. I don't know if you're like this, but on your desktop, on your computer, if your desktop is filled with, say, 50 icons, which mine is from time to time, like I'll have different images I'm working on for an individual post or if I'm creating other websites and things like that, I'll probably have 50 or so different icons on my desktop that I'm working with at any one time. And sometimes that gets a bit overwhelming when you see all that information there on your desktop. It can get in the way of making progress on other things. Like, for example, if you have your browser up while you're trying to do something, you're going to wander over to Instagram or Facebook or whatever websites you frequent. And it's going to get in the way of making progress on other things that you really should be doing. So around the same time that my wife and my sisters were cleaning up closets and physical things inside the house to kind of declutter and to just make things more streamlined, I was thinking about what can I do to declutter digitally. So cleaning up my desktop was one thing that did make a huge difference. I noticed that when I do have all those different things on my desktop, it can get in the way of other items. It's a bit overwhelming when you have all these different things that either you've been working on or you want to work on. Maybe you have to-do lists on your computer desktop or things like that. It can certainly get in the way of other things and it can suck the joy out of you as the phrase goes. So it is something I would suggest you do look at. If your workspace is cluttered with papers or if your digital desktop or whatever it is has more information there that really isn't helping you to achieve your goals or to get progress on anything that you're working on. Think about uncluttering that and tidying up and I really think it can have a positive benefit to you to get more accomplished and to feel less overwhelmed. And also when it comes to your websites, that's something that's really important as well and that's something that I'm also working on and I suggest you do as well is to declutter your websites. It could be design wise, but I'm thinking more in terms of plugins and things that over the years years you've built up, the more that you work on your websites and the more things that you need on your websites and the features, you probably added a ton of plugins over the years that you may or may not be using anymore. So that's something to consider as well. The more plugins that you have, the slower your website's going to be and the more things that you have to keep up with security-wise. And that's something that I'm working through right now as well. Ever since WordPress 5.0 came out recently with the new Gutenberg editor, even though I'm not using the Gutenberg editor, yet. I have updated my sites to WordPress 5.0 to take advantage of all the security updates and things like that. And that's where WordPress is going to be going. So you're really not going to have a choice. Eventually, you're going to have to update. But after updating, I have noticed my websites are slightly slower than they were before. And there could be a number of different reasons. Obviously, it's something new and they're probably going to be adding more patches to speed things up. And I know they are because I just looked at the WordPress 5.1. And a lot of the things they talk about is that the sites are going to perform better when you upgrade to WordPress 5.1. So that is part of it, but I know I have outdated themes on certain sites and things like that that need to be updated, and absolutely I am taking the opportunity now to do that. It's necessary, needs to happen. This is going to be the impetus for that, so I'm absolutely going to be updating my theme. I know I've said that for months and months and probably years on different sites that I'm going to update themes, and I have on some sites, but I have not on other sites, niche tools being one of them. So over this last month, 
I've been testing out a number of different themes. So far, I've tested probably six or seven different themes, some I have access to, some that are free that I'm trying out, and I think I'm really close to narrowing it down at least to a handful of themes. So the one I've been testing most recently is Generate Press, and that came from Matthew Allen had suggested it, and I also am subscribed to Amy Lynn Andrews' email that comes out every week, and she mentioned that's a theme that she recommends for people that want to try a free theme, but it also does have a premium upgrade, and most of the features that you'd probably be looking to utilize are in that premium piece, so that's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm most likely going to be trying to switch over in the next month or so. And because I have so many different plugins over time, I've been doing this for, you know, more than five, six years that I do have a lot of plugins that are out there that I don't necessarily need if I update my theme. So a lot of the plugins are theme related. So I have different plugins out there that do different things in the theme that I'm using right now and that I've been using all along on this particular site. So a lot of those will go along the wayside automatically, but it's a great time when you do think about doing updates and you do want to make sure your websites are responsive. You're using the latest versions of things like PHP, which is a behind the scenes piece of WordPress. When you do upgrade to more responsive themes and you do make sure you're using the latest versions of all these different softwares through your web host. It can absolutely help speed up your website, but not only that, you'll be in compliance with security updates and all the vulnerabilities that are out there for previous versions of software. Most of those will go away when you do upgrades. So there's fringe benefits of your site will be faster, which is going to look better in the eyes of Google and it'll help your content rank and it'll just be a better experience for your audience. But also you won't have those huge security holes that are probably out there for older versions of software you might be running. And one other way this all ties in is that WordPress with version 5.1, which the update just came out in the last week or so, as I mentioned, I noticed something in the release notes that said, if you have plugins that are not compatible with versions of software that you're running. So for example, if you're running an old version of PHP, say version 5 on your web host, and this plugin says it only runs on PHP version 7, WordPress will not allow you to install that plugin. So this is something to be aware of. If you guys have websites and you just commonly update or maybe you automatically update your websites to the latest versions of WordPress or your plugins update automatically, something to be aware of with this WordPress version 5.1, if you're running old versions of software and if you don't know, you can check with your web host and they'll be able to tell you exactly what you're running, you may find that you want to install a plugin that might not be as up-to-date as it could be and you can't install that plugin. So this is absolutely another reason that you're going to want to make sure that your websites are up to date and now is a great time to do that because they're putting in fail safes into WordPress to try to make sure that you're up to date, to make sure that you're compliant as far as security patches goes and you're not going to have plugins that are incompatible with WordPress that may break your site. All of that is good things that they're doing and trying to bundle right into WordPress to make your life easier. But just keep in mind that if you do update to WordPress 5.1 and you go to install a plugin, you may not be able to do so and probably for good reason. If that plugin hasn't been updated for over a year or more, 
likely you do not want to use that plugin because it's probably going to have some security holes that you do not want to introduce into your website. But I am bringing this to your attention now because this is something new, something that they'd never had before that will actually prevent you from installing a plugin that might not be compatible with the different pieces of WordPress that you're running. I just wanted to bring that to your attention because I haven't heard a lot about it and that's something that's sort of just hidden in the release notes that you may not necessarily read. I just happened to read it and wanted to bring that to your attention here today. So all this kind of goes together. Over the last month, I've been doing all these different things and it really is telling me deep down inside, hey, idiot, go out there and update your websites, put new themes that are more responsive. I do have the WP Touch plugin that makes your website more responsive on mobile and that does work great but now is absolutely the time to make sure your websites are more responsive and in Google if your website is not responsive when it comes to mobile and you go searching for topics to see where your content is ranking and you're logged in you will see it right there it'll say this post is not mobile responsive I've seen that for some of my own posts and that was due to a plugin a caching plugin that I installed that actually disabled WP Touch and I wasn't aware of it. So that's something that happened recently that I noticed from my own content. So you got to be really careful when you're installing these plugins, you're installing these themes, and you're making sure that they all work together that you're not getting potentially penalized because Google is placing more precedence on a site being more mobile responsive so that if somebody goes to your website on a mobile device, they can see the text. It's really easy to read. There isn't too much stuff garbled together that makes it look bad. So when you're publishing content, make sure you're testing it on your own mobile devices to take a look and make sure things are working as they have been. Make sure something didn't break and you didn't realize it. And you could be getting a penalty from Google for not having your website responsive or something changed changed and it just doesn't look how it should. Make sure you're paying attention to all this now because it really does matter more than ever. The mobile experience for your users is more important than it ever has been. So if you've neglected some of your sites as far as your plugins, your themes, it's not it, what it could be. Maybe it's taking your websites longer to load than you'd like. All these things need to be addressed and now's a great time to do it. So that's what I'm focusing on. I'm going to be working on that over the next probably weeks and months to get things updated, to choose a new theme and to stick with that, to get rid of any plugins that I no longer use or that I can maybe use less plugins. So use one plugin that does multiple things versus having multiple plugins. All those things are what I'm going to be working on in the coming weeks and months, and I will hopefully have some great information to pass along to you guys to help you out and to make things easier and make that transition less painful. So over the coming weeks and months, you may notice things change on the website. And if you do and you like it, let me know. If you don't like it, let me know that as well. But please, if you do go to the site and you see something that isn't quite right or doesn't look right or isn't working, please let me know. Reach out Chris at nichesitetools.com. But I did just want to let you know that those things are upcoming and you may see those changes. So don't be alarmed. And if the look and feel of the site changes, don't worry. It's just me. I'm still out there. We're just making changes and updating things. And hopefully it's going to be a better overall experience. The websites will look more updated, have things look better, be more responsive and have an overall better experience. 
So that's kind of what's been going on behind the scenes. And I also wanted to talk about two tools as well. I've been getting a lot of emails and questions about keyword research recently. And I do have some information on the website about keyword research. And a lot of you had questions because most of the keyword research tools out there are now monthly subscriptions and the price increase for many of them. And the main reason for that is that the information that comes out of Google became more expensive for these tools to pull to get accurate data. It was around a year ago or more that that happened and that's when a lot of these tools had to switch to subscription models because the information coming out of there was more expensive and they had to pass that cost along to the customer. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to remain in business. So a lot of the questions that I get are centered around pricing and what are the cheaper options that are available. And there is a deal that's currently running that I wanted to mention. I don't typically like to mention deals in podcasts because it could quickly get out of date. But I will mention it here today because I have received multiple emails in the last month and a half or so, and I wanted to get the word out. So if you're not aware, Longtail Pro typically has a monthly subscription now, just like most of the other tools, but they do have a special running right now where for a one-time fee of $47, you get full access to the Longtail Pro software, all their competition analysis, keyword research, and for $47, you get unlimited use of the product. However, the catch is that you are limited to 10,000 search results. So when you do those keyword searches and you're working on finding those different phrases to target for your content, you're limited to 10,000 results from those searches and you have full control over that. So if you're looking for keywords and you're trying to find, say, maybe 20 different keywords to target, you could limit your searches to, say, maybe 50 results and you can scroll through those and pick different ones based on the keyword competitiveness and all the great things that long-term Pro software provides, you can limit those search results so that those 10,000 searches will last you a long time. And the good thing is also that they never expire. So if you're someone who does keyword research, usually when you're creating a new website or you don't do it for every single post, these 10,000 search results can last you a really long time and you don't have to pay any additional fees for that. And one other excellent bonus they're providing right now is they're giving you a free seven-day video training course called the seven day SEO bootcamp and they're showing you exactly how to utilize Longtail Pro to find the proper phrases to target that have enough search volume, have enough cost per click value, and they're less competitive so you can rank your content for those phrases and bring in more free traffic to your website. And I looked through the outline of the course on the special offer page and they basically show you everything on how to get started with Longtail Pro, how to target the proper phrases, and they also show you how to format how to create that content and the different small little SEO tips that can help you bring in that traffic, rank your content. So from start to finish, it shows you everything you need to get started and how to do so with Longtail Pro absolutely free. So if you are thinking about creating your own online business, you have your own existing websites, but you haven't really done a lot of keyword research, maybe you're not getting as much traffic as you'd hoped, I highly recommend checking this special deal out while it lasts. And you can find this by going to nichesitetools.com forward slash Longtail Pro. That'll take you directly to this offer for as long as it lasts. And like I mentioned, it's a one-time fee of $47 currently that gives you access to 10,000 search results that never expire. And also that bonus seven-day SEO bootcamp video training course on exactly how to do all this with Longtail Pro, 
find those right keywords to target, bring in eyeballs to your website, and get that additional traffic that we're all looking for. It tells you all that right there in the special offer. So again, that's nichesitetools.com forward slash longtail pro. And last but certainly not least, I wanted to mention one other tool that's really looking good. It is the tool that I mentioned briefly last time, Emma Links Pro. And what exactly is Emma Links Pro? If you're on my email list, you would have received an email this week because I did a post on the topic with a review of Emma Links Pro with some screenshots and actual examples from the tool itself. So if you haven't seen that review, you can head over to nichesitetools.com and along the top of the website, you can click on product reviews and you should see it right there towards the top depending on when you're listening to this but I did a full review on that and it's a great product that helps you make more money with the Amazon affiliate program and what it allows you to do is to insert different items from the Amazon affiliate program directly into your posts without having to leave your WordPress dashboard so you can insert different text links image links item boxes, and the cool thing is called a product showcase. And how that works is you just, in the plugin itself, you just install it, set it up, it's real easy, and then you search for a product that you wanna link to or you wanna do a review post about. So for example, in that review post, I link to the Sony 1000XM3 noise-canceling headphones. And when you do that, it will show you the product information. You can choose from any of the available images that are in that product listing. And what it also does in the showcase is that it brings in all the information that's there in the features section or in the details section of that post. And in addition, you can also have it list the price, the existing price that pulls all this information through the Amazon API. So it's all 100% above board and all within their terms of service. And in addition to that, you can show the reviews for the product right there on your own website. So essentially, when you're inserting the showcase box, you're seeing the image of the product, you're seeing it everything as it would appear on Amazon right there in your own website. So it makes it really easy for somebody to scroll through, spend more time on your website there by looking for that information that you're providing them in the review. And in addition, seeing all that information right there from the post and they can see what the existing price is. You have full control over all of this so you can actually change the information in the listing you can choose whether or not you want to show the price, whether or not you want to show the reviews. All that's within your control and you can have it display right there on your own website, which is very cool. And then they click the button anywhere in there. It'll take them right over to Amazon and you'll get that Amazon affiliate commission. And that's not the most exciting part, but wait, there's more. <laughs> they're, what they're going to be coming out with very soon is the most anticipated feature of the product that everybody in the community is looking for, which is responsive comparison tables. So if you've ever done review posts where you review products and link to them on Amazon or you've seen similar ones, you might have come across comparison tables and they may or may not look decent. Most times they are not responsive when it comes to mobile and they look weird on different devices or different browsers and they're really difficult to do properly. Most times you're going to try a third-party plugin in addition to whatever else you might be using and for the most part they're expensive and they really don't do the job you're looking for. That's what I hear over and over again from the folks in the niche site tools mastermind community is that they're looking for table plugins that allow you to do review posts and make it look right in mobile make it easy to do and that's relatively inexpensive 
So that's what they've been focusing on, and that's what they're hoping to release in the very, very near future. And once they do add the table piece to the plugin, Amalinks Pro, they're going to increase the price. So I've been testing out this plugin since about the beginning of the year, and I've actually switched over all my sites to use this plugin versus Easy Azon, which I used to use because it makes it easier to do. It has these showcase boxes that um, Easy Azon does not have, and it just makes these review posts look a ton better. It's more responsive on mobile. Everything looks great, and I'm really looking forward to that table feature, so I wanted to get in before that price increase. So I wanted to let you guys know about it. That table feature is not yet added, and there's going to be some special pricing before that table piece is added that if you get in then, then you will be grandfathered in and you won't have to pay that increase in price. And this is a product that was actually recommended by folks in the community, Thomas Buck Ballard, actually. He has a trucker podcast and he uses it for Amazon reviews. And the product itself was created by Matthew Allen and also Alchemy Coder AC, as his pseudonym is. And as successful Amazon affiliates themselves, they were looking for a tool that does so much more and incorporates that table feature most importantly. They're really passionate about this product and they're really passionate about creating this product for us by us. So they are Amazon affiliates themselves and they are making it the best possible tool out there and they are really excited to bring forth that table feature which they know everybody is waiting for. So if you do want to check that out, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash Pro, or you can head over to nichesitetools.com, click on product reviews at the top and it should be right there towards the top depending on when you're listening to this. Really looking forward to that table feature being added and I've personally switched over all my websites and review posts that I do for Amazon products over to utilizing Amalinks Pro and I couldn't be happier so I've had a great experience. All the different updates that they've had along the way have been great. They're really responsive. I work with them directly to suggest some features that they've, they've incorporated or some things that they tweak to make look a little bit better. They put it right into the product and had an update for that within the following week. So they're really responsive, really great to work with. And I'm really looking forward to trying out that table piece in the very near future. And I know you guys will love it too. So again, if you want to check that out, nichesitetools.com forward slash Pro. If you are listening to that in the very near future, you will likely see a discounted price before the actual product is released. And if there is any specifics like a limited time sale or anything going on, I will be sure to send that directly to folks in my email list. So if you are not on my email list, make sure you get added to there. You can go to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe and put in your email address and you'll be on my list. And that is always the first place that I inform my listeners or my audience on when there's special deals or limited time pricing or anything where time is of the essence. So you want to be sure you're on that list. So let's quickly recap what we talked about today. I talked about how my podcast got rejected from the iTunes store. So don't put keywords in your podcast title or author fields if you are a podcaster yourself or you're thinking about creating a podcast, just don't do it. Keep the keywords out of your podcast title and your author fields. And also be sure that you're publishing your podcast on all the different mediums that are out there. Certainly the iTunes store is the biggest one. And also be sure to take advantage of other directories like Spotify, where you can get more people listening to your content without really doing a whole lot. You don't have to do anything. Once you give them the same feed that you're using for Apple Podcasts or the iTunes store, 
that same feed can be used for these other podcasting directories so more people can find you where they are. In addition, we also talked about being careful of the WordPress 5.1 update, which has the feature called WordPress Site Health. I don't think I mentioned that before, but that's what that feature is called, where it will check and see if your plugins that you're trying to install are compatible with the version of WordPress you are and the different software you're running, and it may prevent you from installing those plugins. So that just goes along with all the other things we mentioned about keeping your website up to date, making sure you're using a responsive theme and you're using the latest version of all the different software that your web host provides, and tidying things up by using less WordPress plugins. If you're not using things, take a look, take an inventory, see what kind of plugins you're using. Maybe you're not using them all anymore, Or if you are needing to update to a new theme, you can probably get rid of a lot of ancient plugins that you had to rig up your site to work how you needed it to on the outdated software. You may not need a lot of those plugins with new software and new updates and a new theme. And in addition, we talked about two tools, Longtail Pro, which currently has a $47 one-time fee special that you can check out at nichesitetools.com forward slash Longtail Pro. And also the new software that I'm using for all of my Amazon product reviews reviews and websites that is called Amalinks Pro and most likely if you're listening to this in the near future there will be a special pricing deal if you head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash Amalinks Pro you will get that special deal whatever the lowest price available is that will always be available through my link nichesitetools.com forward slash Amalinks Pro. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. As always, thanks so much for listening and being a part of the community, and we'll catch you again in the next episode. Bye-bye now.